Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. I think it's a, a, going to a question here. I, I, I wanted, I'm really addressing this directly to you, Nathan, because you see the world in a very different perspective than most people. Uh, and it has to do with preaching and teaching and uh, how you have people uh, move out of their own understanding of reality into the reality of uh, the biblical narrative and how that actually changes the direction of their life. I've seen this happen through Bible studies, through strong preaching, and through fellowship within the church. But I think uh, there are a lot of signs of this that our culture is in crisis. And the question arises in my mind, uh, okay, where, how, does the, how does the church respond to what's going on in the culture? Does it uh, hunker down? Does it reach out uh, more aggressively? How does it, how does it um, bring people in, so to speak? Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, the church says to know Jesus or to know Christ and to make him known. It's to make him known part that I think is just as crucial Without the first part, you don't get the second. But with with the first and you don't do the second, then you're not actually responding to Jesus's commandment to go and make disciples of all nations. What a great question, Eric, that you are posing in in a culture that's in crisis. How does the church respond? And here at this church, at this local church, we've been using the phrase Christ and culture which is a phrase that Richard Niebuhr came up with with, on this exact same question. How how does the church respond to the culture around it? And he came up with basically um, four or three really models or categories of engagement with the culture. And I've kind of modernized his language a little bit, but it's basically confrontation, withdrawal, and assimilation. So confrontation is, is what he called Christ against culture. That's where, you know, we're always in a fight with culture. We have to win the culture wars. Uh, Withdrawal, Christ above culture. That's what you might call the monastic option where you kind of hunker down, I think is the word you used a a few minutes ago, kind of uh, almost like monks went into the monasteries while the world changed around them, but they remained faithful within the monastery. And then there's assimilation, Christ of culture. You see this a lot in the mainline churches where um, they just kind of adopt a lot of the things going on in culture, they'll hang the rainbow flag from their steeple, for example. That's assimilation. So it's it's confrontation, withdrawal, and assimilation. I like to try to teach and live a, a fourth way, um, gospel engagement, Christ transforming culture. And that happens, you know, usually on like a one-on-one basis where we just love, it's a community, but it's a community full of individuals who just love and serve the people around us. In my view, that's what they did in the first century. If I showed you a map of the Roman Empire of the first century, you know, at the time Jesus rose from the dead and ascended, in other words, the very birth of Christianity, and then showed you that same map just several generations later and showed you the spread of Christianity, it really happened 
in the trenches. It happened with Christian communities, bringing people into their homes for hospitality, sharing the gospel with them, serving poor people, scooping up those babies that had been left out for exposure and adopting those children. And the church grew. And, it, you know, in a certain sense, it took over the empire. Uh, it didn't matter who the senators were. Didn't matter who the emperor was. In other words, they weren't fighting the powers of this world uh, in that way. They were just doing uh, not hand-to-hand combat, but hand-to-hand love. So that's mm-hmm. that's a real quick primer on how I answer that question. How are we to engage with the culture around us? You know me by now. I don't. I don't engage with those um, big topics. I mean, not a week goes by that I don't get an email in my inbox saying, "Why aren't you preaching against?" fill in the blank, you know, transgenderism or whatever. I'm like, ah, I, I just try to engage, try to mobilize people for missional engagement where they are. And I think that's what changes culture, actually. I want to go to the, uh, uh, I don't want to go on too long here, but I want to go to the assimilation part because what mm-hmm. I've noticed on that of the three or the four, that one is the most dangerous to the church because oftentimes the assimilated assimilate and the church starts modifying uh it's not so much its message but it you know basically um its mission uh it now i'm generalizing but i i think i've seen this enough um when i first came back to church i i would go to a church and then i would see that they had been assimilated by a culture really at odds with the, the biblical narrative as given to us in the Old and New Testament. So I think that's worrisome when a church uh, says everybody's okay here, and that then leads to the okay people that you're bringing in start actually redefining what Scripture is saying. I think that's a danger 